Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a little preview of our latest Patreon episode, which is an in-depth deep dive review into Miley Cyrus's new record, Endless Summer Vacation, which came out last week with the great Shad D'Souza, who was our guest on the Miley Cyrus episode of the show, and who just reviewed Endless Summer Vacation in Pitchfork. So I wanted to give you a little preview of this episode. If you enjoy what you hear, you can hear the rest of it by going to patreon.com slash poppantheon or clicking the link in our show notes in order to subscribe at the icon tier for all our bonus content, access to our Discord channel, and so many more perks. And yeah, without further ado, here is a little snippet of my conversation with Shad D'Souza about Endless Summer Vacation. Uh-huh. There's a certain anonymity to some of these songs. Like they remind me of songs that get passed around through the machine. And like they, like there's a a pop star of Miley's stature, like cannot have songs that feel like they could be sung by other people. Like when you get to that level of success, like when you listen to the other people, this is the thing. It's like the dissonance. We've talked about this on the other episode. It's like there's a dissonance between the sort of A list feel of Miley as a pop star and figure, and then like what ends up happening on these albums to me a lot of times. And like to me, this is another example of this, and maybe a more even more egregious one considering that she's been set up for this massive comeback and this moment of like reclaiming a sort of like harmony between the stature of her pop stardom and her music is that I get into some of these songs on the early part of the record and I'm like these feel like they got passed through like and I could picture a lot of other people singing Jaded I could picture a lot of other people singing Rose Colored Glasses I could picture a lot of people singing A Thousand Miles it reminds me of like a Nashville song that gets you know is expertly made and shopped to a lot of artists I'm not always right I just feel like that's not befitting of an artist of Miley's stature. I think that's where the expectations game got fucked for me, is I was like, okay, she's got this big hit on her hand, right? I'm not saying that the hit is super singular either, but like, she's set herself up here. This feels like it's being packaged as like a restart to her career that's going to like realign the sort of stature of her in the pop landscape, like with the music on this record. And instead, in this first half of this record, I'm like, I don't feel like a singular sort of sense of who Miley Cyrus is as an artist here. it just feels well, like you know what? songs to me. You're so, I think, apart from you, I think none of these songs sound like only Miley could yeah. sing it. And even then 100%. you is tenuous because it there's a little bit of that resemblance to Rihanna Desperado, I think, or, or maybe Needed Me or something, in, in just in the phrasing of the vocals. Whereas yeah. Plastic Hearts, I'm like... You know, Midnight Sky, Hi, Hate Me, mm-hmm. Bad Karma, mm-hmm. Never Be mm-hmm. Me, Angels Like You. Yeah. And then all the banger songs, too, I feel like also feel. Oh, like, well, I mean, bangers yeah. is bespoke, right? So that's yeah, the kind bespoke. of why yes. it's like this ultimate, right. like, it's crazy, but it's yeah. right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that, but these songs, these are anonymous feeling to me. And I'm yeah. like, you can't, the A list, A, A, I mean, think about the people that are like in that tier of pop stardom. Like, you listen to Beyonce songs and you're like, that's a Beyonce song. She's the only person that could sing that song. Like that is her thing. Everybody's got that going on by this point in her career. And I'm like listening to these records and I'm like, this sounds like, you know, this could end up on like, you know, some new country singers first record or like whatever. Like some of these songs remind me like uh, uh, a thousand miles reminds me weirdly of second wind. The song that's Kelly Clarkson recorded by Maren Morris. And then Maren Morris recorded herself. Like they remind me of these like well-made, like they're not bad. They're well-made, but like kind of faceless 
perfunctory song factory songs. And I'm just like, a star of Miley's stature cannot be making song factory songs. It's like very disappointing to me. Right. And I think this is something that I, this is not to, this is no knock on you because I, because it's just that, that phrase well-made brings, brings up something to me, which is like, yeah. I find that one of the biggest copes that like we collectively have created over the past few years when talking about pop records is this idea yeah. that like, oh, the album is like really well made. Like, oh, a future nostalgia <laughs> is really well made. Like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, who gives a shit if it's well made? Like it could be mm-hmm. made like shit. And it, and it, and as long as it's a good, it, but if it's like a hit, like it's, or it's a interesting. Hit. Yeah. Or it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, and, mm-hmm. and that's my thing where I'm listening to this album. I'm like, okay, like you're, you're kind of, ticking boxes but like yes right exactly exactly that isn't enough that's not enough and this is what i feel with harry styles it's like oh sure they sound good it's very yeah. tasteful but tasteful. who cares tasteful is bad in pop music for the most part i'm sorry like i have to tell you like too much tastefulness is not going to get you anywhere fun in a pop record but you know what i think i think it's like you know I, like i would describe renaissance as tasteful but that's taste with a point of view. Whereas when yes. people say tasteful, what they mean is neutral. And and yeah. and I think this is what we have here. Renaissance like, is tasteful, but it isn't. It doesn't lead with being tasteful. That's not like its number one trait. Like tastefulness hums in the background because she has great taste. Harry Styles' music is led by a sense of tastefulness and there's nothing else there. There's no, there's nothing behind the curtain. It's just one big kind of mauve wave of tastefulness. So it's like, who gives a fuck about this? It's like empty and there's nothing besides taste. Right, exactly. I listened to Jaded and I'm, you know, I think some of the issue here is that either she's not that great of a songwriter or whatever the these songwriters are not giving her enough of a personality because you think about a song like Wrecking Ball, right? And like, you know, ex-Dr. Luke, whatever, like we all know what's going on there. But like Dr. Luke knows how to write memorable song lyrics. You think of a song like Wrecking Ball, like a song that I think Jaded is kind of like somewhat in the same realm as, but like think about how memorable that hook is and the lyrics are and like the allusions to the Wrecking Ball and like how it all comes across is such, it's like 10 trillion times better than this song. This song is so much less going on so much more faceless so much more anonymous like sounding than that song that I think like moves in a similar mode to Jaded like go listen to Wrecking Ball and then go listen to Jaded and like I think that's all that almost like you need to absorb about like what's missing here but it's interesting you bring up Wrecking Ball because as you say that I'm like I think also what's missing here is a sense of the unexpected which I think is where Miley thrives because it's like Mm. she released We Can't Stop this kind of turn to up like stupid like fucked in the head party anthem which i love and then followed it up immediately with wrecking ball where she's literally just crying in the video you know it's like stuff like that is is what's really appealing about miley is that it's not meant to be coherent or if it is it's meant to be coherent to her and so hearing something like this that as you say, like I guess it's it. Most of it sounds good together, but it doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah, I know we haven't gotten to yeah, the worst offenders we'll the yet. <laughs> we'll get to the quote unquote PM section. I'm I'm wait. I'm chopping at the bit. There's no grabbiness of like, oh, yep, Mm-mm. like like you know, from the moment Kid Harpoon and Tyler Johnson were announced as the main collaborators, we knew how this record was going to sound. And in many ways, I think it's a wor- it, it's a worse record than that because it it 
Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know. Do, <laughs> no, do you because know what I mean? that, that, Yes, I do. Because what I was kind of hoping for or thinking that she was going to do is basically take the Harry thing and give it something. Because, like, yeah. if she had had a record that was, like, had kind of, like, the same aesthetic touchstones that Flowers and all the Harry Styles songs have. But she was, she's so much a, more of a compelling figure, right, than Harry Styles yeah. is too. Like, she's in, in every possible way. Like, she is uh, as a singer, as a celebrity, as a performer. I mean, she's got way, way, way more going on than Harry does. So what I was thinking when I heard Flowers and and her and, and was kind of envisioning this kind of long player that made sense to me was like she's gonna take that kind of thing and like give it the force of personality of like a real fucking pop star. That was what I was hoping for when I heard Flowers and heard about them being involved in the project. If you think of something like Midnight Sky, yeah. obviously that like heavily references Edge of Seventeen. It's fine because Midnight Sky is a good song. But yes. it's also like lyrically extremely like twisty and strange and like it, it doesn't drop easter eggs it openly comments on what was happening with her life in the tabloids at that point and i think that is always going to be that was just a preview if you want to hear the rest of this episode and so much more bonus content and other perks you can go to patreon.com slash pop pantheon and subscribe at the icon tier or you can click the link in the show notes of this episode <laughs>